At the end of your life, what will be your legacy? What will you leave behind for future generations? For the world, join the world messenger, Isabella Lundberg, each week as she brings you a new distinguished guest from the business, sports, or entertainment world to share their success, their struggles, and their lessons. They will share their insights into current hot topics that affect everyone. Isabella facilitates an intimate, vulnerable environment to find the true value of humanity and real leadership. Are you ready for your legacy? The legacy that matters? Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella Lombicure, the world messenger, again with you on the Legacy Leader Show. And I have a very special guest that I wanted to introduce that will rock your world in a positive health and wellness way. Uh, we really need to have this conversation and nothing better than with someone who is actually helping individuals and organizations to create great wellness programs and turn things around and focus on health and well-being. So without further ado, I would love to introduce you to my great friend and colleague, Claudia Grace. Claudia, how are you? Great, great, Isabella. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Such a pleasure. Absolutely. Obviously, we know each other quite a bit from LinkedIn interactions and posts, and it's always great to see what you do, because when comes something from within, it reflects an outer world, right? And it shows on outside, not only being fit and lean and healthy and energized, but, you know, walking the talk, because a lot of times when we're sharing uh, golden nuggets comes from true experience. It seems like you are doing some really amazing stuff. So do you mind sharing a little bit, how did you get first of all in health and wellness and what are you seeing happening right now? Well, I've been, um, well, it really all starts with my family. My father was a physician, um, an anesthesiologist and his love of science, I that was uh, the heart of our family and his service to people. And my mother was from Spain and mm -hmm. she taught us about holistic cooking, Mediterranean meals. Everything was made homemade every day, all our meals. And her love of exercise, she really encouraged me to be very physically active. I was a collegiate swimmer and I played lacrosse. I was always running um, and active in my life. And I think that brought on a lot of leadership and strong leadership traits, teamwork, and just to uh, you know overcome obstacles. What we learn on a field is very transferable to the, the boardroom. And mm -hmm. it helps me overcome you know, many uh, times of adversity, uh, remembering those lessons that my coaches kind of in, impacted in my life. Um, I guess I, I mainly help entrepreneurs and executives to overcome burnout, manage stress, mental health support. Um, today, my life's work and passion is really to help others. Uh, I just think with COVID, that really changed our, 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 um, our landscape with work. You know, having to be uh, constricted at home, isolation, our mental health really was exacerbated by, uh, you know, the fear of, you know, dying, of the sickness, our immune health. It was really, really challenged. And, uh, and that is why I uh, began um, a coaching program to really help serve people uh, 
you know, overcome their uh, struggles, their health, their immunity, their um, burnout, their stress. And that is what I do today. That's fantastic. And I love those installed early childhood and life um, opportunities, who we are and habits actually, because I love your background when you were just mentioning growing up also in Europe and Mediterranean and healthy eating, mm -hmm. uh, which is fresh and light and not fried and not heavy, and, yeah. you know. But in the same time, also the movement as uh, sports and activities truly make a tremendous difference. So uh, with that in mind, I really love that you're touching because wellness is obviously overall well-being. And right now we're seeing huge, huge pressure from mental health standpoint that a lot of people don't have any more mental health capacity. They're so already stretched that mm -hmm. something has to give, unfortunately, right? Yes. And then that reflects in many different ways. So do you mind a little bit touching deeper on that? Uh, how do you uh, see in interconnection between activities and food as well, mental health, overall being? Because we need to really talk about this, guys. We do, we do. I think um, there is a huge connection. Food is medicine and, you know, we are what we eat. It's, it's the basics. Um, I can speak for myself, um, just, uh, you know, the nourishment that we have when we eat fresh foods, uh, it really does affect our moods. Uh, you know, many of our foods today have our highly processed um, foods and uh, refined foods. They strip all the benefits of the foods out of it. And when we eat them, it can cause gut issues. It can cause uh, cancer. It has many, um, many of the preservatives that we use in our um, boxed foods um, to prolong shelf life cause many ailments and people really need to be more educated consumers on what they put in their body. Um, in addition, uh, there's a lot of science on our mental, our mind-body connections um, on how our emotions, as, as you were saying with the mental health, our emotions and our thoughts uh, really impact our behavior. There's a big uh, science on that. Mm, you're spot on. And I, I, I totally agree. Fresher, lighter, healthier, better. Um, all the rainbow colors, right? Yep, yep. Uh, but but yeah. it's just the thing is when we're stressed out, we go for the comfort and right. we go for that instant gratification, right. for that moment of single pleasure that accumulates over the time and get us in trouble, doesn't it? <laughs> so uh, with that in mind, uh, what would you suggest to avoid? Because when we're stressed, specifically women, now let's talk about also male and female, <laughs> Women need a little bit of that extra chocolate truffle <laughs> or, you know, that extra cup of coffee or maybe something else. So from those perspectives, uh, what do you see? What do you recommend? Our cravings actually teach us what we need or what we're deficient in in our bodies. So sometimes if you crave chocolate, you may be deficient in magnesium. So that might be something you can look at magnesium rich foods uh, because that will help us to eat that. But chocolate is healthy. You can get the 70% cacao and that's 
richer, it's darker chocolate. So you really can't eat a lot of it, but you can eat enough to just, you know, quench that yummy chocolate craving. Um, also, uh, you know, um, but uh, what I lost my train of thought. Uh, no, it's okay. Uh, you, you're spot on. Chocolates are held in moderation, but if you're talking to chocoholic like myself, you might be surprised how many of dark chocolate truffles I can go throughout the day. <laughs> but 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 spot on in terms of obviously knowing you know where to go and what is good and what is not for you, right? And how that affects. Yes. And I love that you pointed out the cravings reflect other deficiencies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They do. And um, for instance, when we eat sugar, uh, sugar is rewarded by our brain. And in studies, in scientific studies with uh, mice, mice who were addicted to cocaine chose sugar over cocaine because they had more meant uh, cerebral stimulation. Uh, during their research, even though they were already addicted to a narcotic, they chose sugar more because of that reward center in their brain. And the problem is that we need more and more to fulfill that need. And a lot mm -hmm. of the high corn fructose products that are on the shelves, uh, our bodies can't uh, identify that it's sugar because it's you know, genetically modified. It's not a natural sugar product. Our bodies don't know that we've had enough. It wants more and more. And that is the problem why uh, type two diabetes is so prevalent today. Such an excellent point um, because we're seeing also, we're sitting more. I'm first one to say, oh my gosh, I need to have a conscious uh, movement, stand up, uh, move, walk, take a little break throughout the day, because we can get so entrenched in our work and we can forget what else is going on, can we? Yeah, definitely. And you did mention something about like stress. And when we're stressed, we tend to want um, just like that instant, like pick me up of, you know, something quick or, or maybe not as healthy. Uh, you know, the problem is we get into those cycles of crash and burn, like kind of like a roller coaster. We eat these high, uh, you know, fatty foods, like maybe a snack, like chips or something like that, or a high sugar treat, like a baked good. And all those white flour uh, products uh, bring us up to the top of the roller coaster before we crash and lose energy. My recommendation is, you know, healthy snacks like vegetables, fruits, nuts, um, because they'll keep you on an even playing field where you're, you're eating when you're not starving, but just hungry. Like people think they have to be really hungry, like pains in their stomach before they eat. But I think if you start to eat smaller meals, you know, before, you know, every two to three hours, a meal to, to, to uh, you know, prohibit you from reaching those levels of hunger, uh, it will balance your day and avoid those high sugar crashes and, and the need to urge to want that, you know, and eat a variety of foods uh, to, you know, sustain that kind of like cravings that you have. Fantastic. 
with that, Claudia, if you don't mind, I would like to ask you, what are your thoughts on fasting? I'm seeing a lot of people are also talking about opportunity to flush things out, detox, yeah. and help with the fasting as well. Also, not necessarily only to lose the weight, which a lot of people are also trying to do, but also to cope with all of the demands or need to get those quick fixes uh, through, through the instant gratification uh, or, or instant pleasure. So what are your thoughts on that? I think, um, you know, it's, it depends on each person's, you know, obviously their profile and, you know, it may not be for every single person. It depends on their health and their health situations and doctor recommendations. But I, I do believe in fasts are good. They do kind of clear you of, you know, if you've been overeating and, you know, um, I don't believe in just like not eating anything and just having liquid. I usually do like a vegetarian type fast where I'm having plant-based foods and shakes. And so I'm eating food. Um, so I, um, you know, offer a specific foods like for morning, noon, and night and lots of liquids, no caffeine, no sugar, no protein, um, except vegetarian protein. Um, and it really does, um, you know, kind of eliminate a lot of uh, the, you know, toxins in your body. It does, you know, when you're drinking so much, you're, you're making sure you're hydrated. And when it's done in a uh, safe, uh, you know, environment and, you know, with a, an important protocol, like scientific protocol, not just any fast, um, I do think it's highly beneficial uh, and it does uh, help you, um, you know, kind of jumpstart your health. I do, I do agree with you that it is beneficial and it has a place in, um, in, you know, different seasons. I usually do three a year personally. That's fantastic. And then and I see some people are doing as a lifestyle, uh, you know, consistently over a period of time and just the making much more better conscious decision and regulating because a lot of times we eat we think we're hungry but in reality we're maybe not we're yeah. maybe either thirsty or just uh, feeling a little bit anxious stressed out and first thing comes in let me get some food in reality maybe we should go for a walk or exercise or just talk to someone right and do yeah. something completely different you're exactly right that a lot of times um you know, our behavior, we assume we, we uh, solve problems sometimes by what we enjoy doing. Um, so some people like to eat. And if they're sad or happy, or, you know, we celebrate with food often, um, like, as you said, it's important to identify exactly what you're feeling. Um, and if you're not really hungry, like you said, fresh air is important, go take a walk, you know, acknowledge your emotions, express them, maybe call a friend or a family member to discuss something that upset you, write your feelings down, journal is really important. Um, meditation is excellent to meditate for 10 minutes. Um, I also recommend doing breathing exercises because our breath is called like prana, it's like the breath is fire. And it really can actually save your life, believe it or not. In one research study of someone in the military um, practiced breathing exercises because he had lost one leg in a, in a bomb and he remembered that that would help calm him. Meanwhile, he's severed leg. He did a breathing exercise for a few minutes to calm himself down. He was able to save lives, to, to call the 
the command and report the uh, emergency and do a tourniquet all before he passed out due to his breathing exercises, it truly calms your, your body down and it will replenish you so that you can make a more, um, more conscious decision in, in given the situation. So uh, breathing exercises and meditation are other great mindful activities that really in time as you learn to practice them make a difference in your self-care. That is fantastic. And I love what you just said, importance of breath and self-regulating. That helps so much with stress, right? It also yeah. helps for us to think through before we act or react, specifically in working environments that are very stressful, that is obviously dealing with people never as easy and everything that is going on there. So do you mind um, sharing a little bit from that wellness standpoint? Now, how we bring all of this to working environment, obviously. Uh, we're seeing a lot of people not only losing a job or leaving a job or getting stuck in the wrong jobs or just simply jobs that they are not any more satisfying for whatever reason, could be cultural problem, could be leadership problem, or just simply they're not their best themselves. And that really can spiral very, very quickly. So from, from corporate stands and mental health and wellness programs, what would, what would you suggest um, if they, the programs don't exist or what would you suggest what types of programs should be in the place if they're not as effective? Well, first, I want to um, tell you a little bit about why um, we need to get to the programs. But the problem, first, I want to discuss a little bit about the problem, which is long hours, high demands, job insecurity, and lack of control, uh, social support, and work-family conflicts, increase in um, in unnecessary deaths, you know, with COVID and everything. Um, and that brought on a lot of suicide. And, um, you know, there was a much more alcohol consumption, addiction went up, um, lower work life um, expectancy. Sometimes, you know, chronic stress is so prevalent now um, because people are just working. Over, the overworking culture is so celebrated, I think. Um, that this is really causing long-term stress, health problems, chronic conditions, you know, heart disease, stroke, high blood pressure, diabetes, sleep deprivation is, is very prevalent in people who have burnout, headaches and uh, dis disruptions in personal life and loss of really self-worth. And this leads to um, being completely overwhelmed, depression, um, and that feeling that they just really stop uh, being, you know, the ability to perform their, their job. Um, first uh, responders are, are affected greatly. Doctors, nurses are at capacity still. There's a shortage with PTs now. Um, and I had an interview recently, a post on a, a, a a police officer I'm working with on PTSD, PTSD uh, he didn't even know he had it. And he wasn't even taught that within his, uh, in the city of Baltimore police force. He had no idea the symptoms. And after a major event, went to work the next day, a life-threatening event, he was somewhat injured and went to work like nothing. 
Mm. And he didn't realize all that he went through um, to get there. So for all these reasons, these systemic reasons, we do need um, to to change the, the face of corporate wellness programs to be more supportive, a supportive culture. Um, I took a couple notes. Um, uh, these are some statements that were written in a research article that I found, uh, and it said the majority of workplace burnout relates to existing workplace structures, happier, more engaged employees, and cultural work issues affect performance greatly. And these were four quotes that I got from this research article. One was, my work is meaningful. So obviously, if you really enjoy your work and it means something, you're going to have a higher productivity from your employees. I feel that my work generally cares when employees feel that their organizations show value, appreciate, support them. Of course, they're going to be happy. They're going to be um, more productive. The ROI is going to increase. Uh, another statement was given the appropriate resources with time and support that they had time to do their job well. There wasn't that pressure to get it done, to work late hours, to overwork, that they had enough, uh, you know, they were given enough time to do their best performance and job. And the last one was having protected time and work for self-care. And I thought that was great. And that was referring to allowing uh, employees to have like, say, a health coach, like sometimes I can, you know, join in during their day, so they don't have to do it after or before work for a 45 minute session, it could be a 30 minute session. Or if it was a licensed professional, they could have a telemedicine conference with a mental health professional during their workday. What a difference would that make if someone's really struggling to not have to take time after work, and how much more grateful and how much more positive they will feel being able to handle it, um, you know, once, you know, as often as the work allows, but in their workday, I just feel like it, you would feel so much more responsive to this organization that really is treating you like an extension of, of a family. Beautiful examples, and I'm glad you touched on all of that because obviously we have a cause and effect. A lot of times we're looking and reactively on what's going on and on that effect, but we don't go too deep down to root causes to understand, right? And a lot of times I'm, I'm seeing this huge contrast. Our responsibility is to provide environment for them to work and job and pay and this and that. The self-care, it's on their end. I was like, okay, that is interesting. And, 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 and I would agree with that. But in the same time, if an environment, it's not healthy, as you said, it's a lot of pressure and overworked uh, people and poor leadership or environment where there's just so much fear and unnecessary pain points that really trigger people, then you're not going to have everything you really look for, which is, as you said, that amazing productivity, great teamwork, and effective ways of operating day-to-day. -day. You're going to have a more incidents, more absence, more right. problems, more conflicts, and uh, all of those things that everybody, specific management, want to avoid because it's unpleasant, it's hard, mm -hmm. it's difficult, and you will not then have a shortage of this stuff. Uh, but contrary, what we're seeing is opportunity to really hone it and own it your own health. Yep. 
if company doesn't do it, you have to do it for yourself. Exactly. I mean, we have to. We have to. It's no other choice around. We want to bring the best of both worlds. So what would you recommend, A, for employers that are watching and listening this episode, but in the same time struggling to really prioritize what, what types of snacks or lunches they're providing for their people, what types of little gifts or benefits they're given uh, versus also individuals that are showing up despite all the environment and making a difference in their own world? Well, I think one of the key things is leadership and culture. If you do not have a management that is on board with the wellness program, it won't, it won't ever work. And the second part is if the, if the program is not what the employees want, they're not going to do it. So we need to start with the management because um, they're going to influence uh, the efficacy of the program. And we also need to look at the values. There can be a values conflict with the company's mission statement and that they're not really implementing it. So we need to make sure their values are aligned, you know, and as we mentioned earlier, systematically that the workflow is considered. Here's an example. During COVID, some companies, you know, obviously they had sometimes uh, whole sections uh, before, before it was, you know, complete isolation and, and we were still going from office to home. Uh, there were companies that all of a sudden were getting sick and, and like whole, whole teams were out. Well, then maybe if two people were working, if that company didn't modify that workflow and two people, the other, other team is at home for 14 days and two people had to work and cover that deadline, they would, you know, be on their way to burnout. But if companies realized that and communicated with the client saying, look, we need to extend the deadline. We're going to deliver this, but uh, you know, within three weeks due to COVID, that would make such a difference of not putting all that pressure on the few people that were not sick uh, and expected to do the work of many. Um, those those situational things were important. Also, um, there was. Uh, Another thing they can do is really assessing and serving their employees and finding out what they want. What do they want? You know, what does the organization want and what do the employees want? And then somewhere in, in between, you can develop this very personalized program that will be successful, that all the employees will get the benefits of, um, you know, mindfulness and, and managing stress and identifying stress and even just effective communication between uh, the manager and the employees. Because what I found on, um, I was on a lot of HR um, conferences that um, the managers were now having to be uh, in a in a in a place of being kind of more giving more emotional support, and mind you, they're having stress too now because now they're fearing getting sick and having their own personal demands, and then they had to be supportive to their employees. And sometimes managers were struggling as to how to they didn't feel qualified. To, to support at the levels that were needed. Uh, so sometimes it's, you know, coaching the managers on 
tools that they can use for themselves, tools to give to their employees in those moments, or just even listening to the employees and then, you know, referring them to the health coach or to a mental health care professional, but sometimes just listening and doing motivational interviewing or like a mirroring technique where you repeat what, what the employee is saying so they feel heard and and um, and then you say, then you find the best person to help them if, if you don't feel that you can in those moments. But it is uh, encouraging a very supportive, empathetic, you know, community, um, you know, inspiring wellness and, and, and that, you know, compassion that is really needed in these difficult times. I, I love that approach because we, we need to continuously educate both sides, right? Yeah. Uh, we're and, and understanding where everybody's coming from and find a compromise, find ideal scenario that really works for everyone. And that is going to move the needle forward. But also we can fix something we don't know. Awareness is huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But having right dialogue and conversation is also very imperative. Yes. Uh, but with that in mind, obviously, we all have our own opportunities to shine and to contribute and make a difference. And one of the th interesting trends, I'm seeing so many companies that are doing really, um, I wouldn't say necessarily radical, but they're really all in and they're willing to really go that extra mile. So what do you see some of really cool, interesting trends from your perspective that are really winning so much with, with their talent? with their with their teams with well I mean, with it, wellness the sky, yeah the sky's the limit you know you know some companies are um really taking um time to really have like companies retreats uh doing social causes having social causes like supporting charities together i think more kind of bonding like out of the workplace because that's like connecting and and you're 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 supporting not only your wellness because when we give to others we receive the gifts more um, so helping a, a cause that they all care about a charity um, you know that's really big to do uh, let's see bringing in educators you know into your space like having a yoga day or having a mindfulness you know day where they're learning different strategies to deal with stress like as a kickoff uh, really just showing um, having mental health days on on people and not you know before that wasn't really acceptable and now they're offering time. They give rewards for those who are completing initiatives, you know, when in, in, um, in wellness programs, you can get rewards. So if you've accomplished these tasks, you get to, you know, go to the spa or get a massage or maybe money for a new um, workout place or, uh, you know, a healthy, you know, healthy meal prep place or, you know, inspiring health in other ways, rewarding them um, by managing their health better. So it's, it's fun ways to help people be more conscious of their health. I think a lot of people I've heard that because of programs, they never went to doctors before. They weren't consistent. So there's more consistency on healthcare, on the importance. I think when they learn what stress can do, most people don't know the dangers of it. Then they're like, oh my gosh, I need to make a checkup. So it's bringing more self-awareness awareness to things that people may take for granted because they think oh, it will never happen to me. I mean, in the United States, um, 
one person dies every 40 seconds from heart disease and people mm. between 20 and 39, um, you know, one in seven can be affected. So it's happening because like, you know, the, you know, our, our social connectivity is, is positive, but not always so positive if we're on our phones and computers and emails and working and we're ingesting that. Um, we need social detox as well, uh, taking, uh, you know, taking time off and not feeling guilty and making it a practice that, that by this time I'm done. Mm. And, and taking breaks, um, we need to we need to be more in nature. So sometimes uh, companies are taking walking um, meetings where they're walking and talking outside. And um, so you're you're doing exercise, and they have like a you know obviously like somewhat of an agenda, and they've come up with great um, ideas. Uh, and just it's just a short little walk. It might be a short meeting, but it's just something different to, you know, really to you know join together, collaborate, and um, you know promote a healthier you know workforce. And I think that those object those initiatives are the most successful. I love that. Uh, as you said, sky is the limit. It depends on the culture, size of the company, the budget. A lot of those things are not necessarily hard and don't have to cost a lot of money. It's all about allowing people, giving them flexibility, giving them opportunity. And as I can say, and I'm sure you will affirm this, wellness programs are not to going away. Matter of fact, more and more people are demanding and asking them for, and they're here to stay. They are definitely are. We need them. Yes, we do. And for someone who is, I call it athlete for life, who played obviously sports when you were younger, who continue to take care of yourself so well and aging so well, that's also other factor. How can we be competitive in working for uh, industry, right? With, the, with, with our knowledge, keeping our brain sharp, um, constantly being on the go and having this natural energy. All of that is work from within, isn't it? It is. Yes, it is. As we've been saying, you know, it's, it's really like we are what we think of most. It's like our mental health, being positive, you know, what you listen to, who, who you surround yourself with, what you put in your body, the food, our mindset, our positivity, really just trying to embrace life from that perspective serving others, being a part of community, making things better. I think all those things, um, you know, you, you, you just feel happy, you feel empathy, you, you know, you instill kindness. I think, um, you know, just looking at my mother, she's going to be 90 years old, and she's not on any medications. And she's kind of been my inspiration my whole life. I, um, people marvel at her, um, at her health, she still walks, she swims, um, you know, it's all because of her, um, she bought herself a new Subaru recently <laughs> for her new <laughs> first. I know she's like, look, she's like, wow. look what I bought. I was like, mom. And she's like, I deserve it. <laughs> I was like, you do deserve it. Four kids. Uh, she was widowed at 55 and raised four kids. And wow. it's crazy, right? Yeah. She's amazing. But it's just that quality of life. She always 
when she gets sick or, you know, very rarely, but if she's not well, she doesn't want to take a medicine. She tries to eat differently. And that's been her approach. And it's just works so well, you know, not one medication. And her doctors are like stunned by her, you know, her mental capacities, everything. She's takes classes, learning, never stopping learning. She, she does college courses and she volunteers and all, all the things that I'm sharing. It's, you know, that is longevity being, finding your happiness within yourself, you know, in our culture of, you know, beauty in United States and abroad, this obsession with looking a certain way and trying to keep that fountain of youth. I really do believe that um, it starts with your heart. It starts with what you what you see in the mirror, because you can change all that with some surgery, but you're not going to change what's inside. That's the hard work we have to do is figure out what makes us happy and, and do those things and, and accept ourselves. We don't have to be this. We're perfectly imperfect, I think. And that's, mm -hmm. that's my motto. That is amazing. And I love that you share it. It's such a great possibility of what's possible for everybody else to follow and to follow the suit. Because again, having such a great example, we shouldn't be worried about uh, what next 20, 30, 40 years have for us, because it's all about a mindset and a lifestyle and obviously coupled with amazing skill sets. Claudia, it was absolute pleasure to have you here with us and to share on the Legacy Leader Show uh, something so important that's so so many know about, but I would have a really, really hard time executing. In closing, what would be your recommendation? How to execute on, on your wellness, self-care, uh, and well-being as the priority? That is the magic that everybody, I'm sure, will be eager to hear. Um, I think it's just, you know, we must put ourselves first, you know, that I don't think any, any job is worth our um, mental health, that really, by prioritizing ourselves, we learn to do more in less time by honoring what we need first, um, we can give more to our employers and to our families, and to our significant others in life. Um, it's truly about, um, you know, being better people, living in healthier community, encouraging businesses to promote and support a healthier workforce is what can build a better world today. Mm, such a powerful message. And for everyone that is curious about your work and wanted to and desire to connect with you, where should they go? Um, my website is claudiamgrace.com and you can talk to me there and at Claudia Grace Wellness on Instagram. Fantastic. So guys, here you have it. You have a chance to connect with Claudia. You also have a chance to check her website and Instagram and ask questions and see the ways she can assist you to make magic too. To all, for everyone's well-being and wellness and great mental health, I, I wish all of you phenomenal, phenomenal trajectory in years to come. Thank you, Thank Claudia, you. for being with us. Thank you so much, Isabella. Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. 
Cheers. Cheers.